Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonado. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross. He's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, and he's been a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. If you go to our YouTube channel at Black Knight Nation, you'll find interviews with Army football grads, and we have a very special guest today in Roley Stitchway. Roley joining us, and uh, Roley, I was this morning I was doing a little. First off, thanks so much for being here today. You're a guest that we want to have on for a long time, and especially with this week with Army Navy, we really appreciate your your time today. I'm I'm delighted to be here, Sal. Uh, happy to be with you. Great. Yeah. So I was doing you. you We've we've known each other for a long time. When I was on the beat in uh, 2007, when I first started, you know, uh, we, we know each other, and I've, I've talked to you about you know your your army career and you know the army history and stuff. But just kind of reliving it, doing some research for this podcast, and man, there's a lot. We there's certainly a lot to talk about. So um, normally, when we start this podcast, we ask ask you how you know your road to West Point, how how your recruiting story, so to speak. And, you know, I was just wondering maybe if you have some interesting things to tell us about how you got to West Point, because I, from my research, you were recruited to play running back originally or halfback at West Point, right? Or no? Uh, 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 Correct. We, uh, the, the quick background, uh, I'm from Long Island, uh, a uh, high school called Mineola high school, public high school, that's done well, uh, Sal, over the years. Uh, it's a blue collar town and uh, the kids uh, are brought up by, uh, by some, some really good dads. <laughs> and so the athletic teams have done well over the years and we did. We uh, won the uh, uh, football championship, we won the basketball championship, we won the lacrosse championship. So anyway, uh, I was fortunate to have some interest uh, in, in looking at colleges and uh, was uh, was actually very close to going to Princeton University for this reason. They were running a, a single wing way back at, at that point. They had the fullback, and some of your listeners, uh, viewers, might remember at Princeton, Cosmo Yakavazi was the uh, fullback now in the National Hall of Fame. He was the fullback, but they needed a, quote, tailback or quarterback, uh, kind of like a shotgun. So... To make a long story short, uh, I, I was very close to going there when uh, Tom Cahill, who later became the head coach at West Point, he had been hired uh, to be the plebe football coach, and he came down to uh, Mineola. I met with my mom, my dad, myself, and uh, he was so so impressive and had a great story to tell about West Point. And so I went up uh, to uh, West Point, my mom and dad, myself, as a junior in high school. And uh, they had a young officer who had graduated just a couple years earlier, who uh, was there on temporary duty at West Point to escort us around the post. That was Pete Dawkins. Uh, and so <laughs> Pete Dawkins, of course, for your listeners and viewers, uh, Heisman Trophy and uh, just an outstanding All-American. And uh, he impressed my parents and me so much that on the ride home, my uh, mom said, you know, Roly, forget about the Princeton thing. Uh, we're going to go with West Point. <laughs> so that's the story. <laughs> your, your mom made the decision for you, so to speak. A little Th- bit, that's right. right. And, and whenever my mom made a decision, I would say, uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> 
so so you 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 get the car rides home and then you you start your your West Point career so to speak. What what's what's freshman football like? What's plebe football like when you're there? Well, it's uh, uh, I, I'd say a couple things. Uh, number one, your meeting. Uh, th- this was uh, West Point uh, as they do today, recruiting from around all states in the country. And so the first couple days of practice, there were thirteen. Uh, young men recruited for the quarterback position. And I was one of the 13. And uh, the varsity had three senior cadets called firsties or first first uh, classmen. The varsity had three at quarterback. So uh, Tom Cahill, uh, and now the plebe coach, uh, and, and then Paul Dietzel, Sal, uh, was the coach who was coach of the year, LSU, uh, a great career. Uh, they said, Roly, uh, why don't we have you play more on the halfback side of the story? Because we already have three seniors. And so that was what I did uh, plebe year. And, and then sophomore year, uh, those three seniors, and uh, also started at halfback against Michigan and so forth. And it was a great experience. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And, and we can talk more about the transition from halfback to quarterback. But the first two years, uh, Plebe and uh, sophomore year, uh, played at halfback and, and enjoyed that very much. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you talk about like when, you, when you're there, right, there's still the tradition of the program is very strong, right? Like you say, Pete Dawkins is walking you around on your recruiting trip. Yeah. You know, Paul Dietzel's uh, – details there too and so f- freshman year you, you, tra- you transition to, to your halfback position right and then sophomore year you get the feel for playing time right you get you get on the field you get your playing time now did you play both ways back then too or now uh we played both ways sal not only then uh and we'll talk about my being a quarterback at army junior and senior year but even as a quarterback uh, i played both ways and uh, also ran punts and, and uh, kickoffs back. So, yep. So that you, I mean, back then you didn't come off the field very often, right? I mean, you were on the field for, I mean, sometimes, sometimes full games or now. We, uh, uh, in, in one game, uh, there were a couple of us on a, one of those hot days in, in September, uh, humidity. Uh, the only time a couple of us came out of the game was because we had cramps <laughs> in our calves. And uh, in those days, Sal, they had salt tablets for cramps, you know. So the uh, the trainer, a fellow great man by the name of Ed Pillings, was the head trainer for years. And he said, okay, Roly, here are about 10 salt tablets, uh, a, little, uh, a little sip of water, uh, and we'll get you right back in. So, so that uh, we were off the field for maybe four minutes or something. I don't know. <laughs> Unreal, unreal. So, how does that sophomore year go for you? Say you get you get into the game against Michigan. How does the sophomore year go for you? And then, how maybe you could talk about that? And then you could talk about when did they tell you, "Hey, here's your shot at quarterback." Well, we uh, uh, they had already uh, indicated uh, even before the sophomore year that uh, again, no guarantees ever that. Uh, they would want to move me over into, shall we say, competition, you know, for the quarterback position yeah. for junior year. So so that that discussion uh, took place before the sophomore year. And then at the end of the sophomore year, 
uh, uh, of course, Navy beat Army beat us, and that's when Roger Staubach became nationally known. He had not yeah. been their starting quarterback at the beginning of the sophomore year. Uh, their starter was hurt badly and couldn't finish the season. Roger became the Navy uh, quarterback uh, about halfway through their season and, of course, uh, uh, demonstrated the great ability that he had. And they ended up winning. So on the bus ride back from uh, Philadelphia, uh, Tom Cahill and, and Paul Dietzel, just off, you know, on a road stop, the bus stops so everybody get, get something to eat or whatever. And in a five-minute conversation, uh, that that's when they said, "Gee, uh, we're going to start. We're going to start right away, uh, right through the winter time. Now that the Army Navy game is over, and uh, and want you to work with one of those senior quarterbacks, a fellow named Cammy Lewis, who was a great guy, and want you to uh, be in a squash court." Uh, during the winter, uh, passing the ball back and forth and starting to look at a lot of film. So that, that process started the winter after the sophomore Army-Navy game. Wow. Wow. And so, I mean, are, are there spring practices then? Or did you guys get oh, out yeah. in the spring and work out? Absolutely. Yeah. So that yeah. uh, we're talking now about uh, the winter, uh, just working on quarterback technical skills and, and looking at film. And then, of course, spring practice coming up and uh, was fortunate to be able to play well enough to, to get the job, <laughs> uh, to get the job uh, going into the junior uh, season, junior year season. Yeah, and I guess that's where kind of um, when, when you're the starting quarterback for Army, right? I mean, back when the offense that you ran back then, right, a, a lot of the, what was that like playing the, the quarterback position like playing that? Is, is it, it's got to be a little bit different than what they do now, or is it, are there any similarities or what were the, a lot of reads and stuff like that? Or what, 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 what was the quarterback position like? I, I, I would say uh, uh, Paul Dietzel, uh, like Jeff Munkin today, uh, was not interested in putting, putting the ball up in the air a lot. Okay. But we, 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 we passed more than they do now. Uh, uh, we might, the past 15 times, but uh, there was some similarity, Sal, in that uh, we, we were really running shotgun. Shotgun was fairly new, getting a snap from the center rather than underneath the center, okay? So we did both that, underneath the center, but we did a lot of shotgun, which is not uh, uh, unlike uh, what they're doing with the triple option today in that uh, there would be a lot of movement. Uh, had have two backs, one on the left side, one on the right side. A lot of movement in terms of faking to them, and then rolling out and uh, 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 passing a, a flare pass. So we, we had good success. Uh, and again, in those days, if I may say so, uh, these are among the teams that we played. We played Texas, number one ranked in the country. Uh, Michigan, Minnesota, Penn State. Uh, Syracuse with Floyd Little, uh, among others, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, and Navy in junior year was number two ranked. We were ranked about nine or 10 or so uh, at the beginning of the junior year. And uh, uh, both teams went into the Army-Navy game uh, junior year. And we should talk about that and talk about President Kennedy. Sure. But uh, absolutely. But but that game, uh, both Army and Navy against teams that I just identified, 
were seven and two. Both of us were seven and two going into that uh, that game junior year. So uh, anyway, uh, that's a little bit about the quality of competition in those days. And uh, fortunately, the teams, uh, this is before Vietnam was really uh, affecting uh, uh, recruiting and so forth. Uh, that's the quality of competition, which we were uh, privileged to, to be able to compete against. Yeah, so um, you, know, you talk about the, the Army-Navy game your junior year and how that was pushed back because of JFK's assassination. And that was, I'm guessing in that, uh, maybe you could talk about like what that was like to be a part of that game because that it seems like that would be a game where all eyes are pretty pretty much on that game probably um, in the country. I mean, can you give us a little insight what it was like to be a part of that game? And that game is also that's the game where the first instant replay too, or no? Yeah, well, and and we, we can uh, let me mention that as well. But just think of how devastating for this entire country it was for JFK, a popular at that point in time as, as our president, a Navy veteran. Uh, he was a real sports fan. Uh, we were so excited to, to play in, in, in front of him, uh, him attending the game. And for him to be assassinated uh, down in Dallas uh, only a week or two prior to the Army Navy game. So consideration was given, obviously, to uh, to canceling the game. Yeah. And then Jackie Kennedy, the widow, and Bob Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, the brother, said, no, no, no. Uh, John Kennedy would be so disappointed not for that Army Navy game to be played. And so they played it. But it's unbelievable to me, knowing something about the logistics of putting on these games, that they were able to postpone it for a week. <laughs> and uh, okay. and the feeling was that the country was so uh, devastated by the news of the death of their president. Uh, and uh, the feeling was they needed something to kind of break that, that kind of uh, feeling of negativity and sadness that occurred around the country. And the Army-Navy game, this was before they were doing Super Bowl in the NFL, was of such interest that it was a way to try to move the country ahead. And there, there have been uh, documentaries and, and books written about the fact that that game could very well have been uh, an opportunity, a catalyst for moving the country from being in mourning to looking ahead. Uh, so, so that was a little bit of the background on that. At that point, when you're when you step foot and play in that game, I mean, I can't imagine like I mean how you you you're taught to be a focus as a football player, right? And focus at the task at hand. But you have this what what that just happened, and then like you say, with all the importance of of every everybody watching watching and maybe the morning period moving past the morning period. What and that game, man. An incredible football game, really. That, that's one of the probably one of the best games in Army Navy football history. Yeah. It's right up there. Um, can you can you tell us what it was like to play in that game and and be involved in, in, in a game like that? And you're you're on one side, Roger Staubach's on the other side. Absolutely. Uh, it, uh, 
again, the largest stadiums we have today, Sal, let's take MetLife Stadium, uh, is 86,000. But the stadium in Philadelphia was used to be called the Philadelphia Municipal Stadium. And then because of the JFK assassination, it was called the JFK Stadium. 103,000, 103,000 uh, in attendance. The place was jammed. The, the spirits on both sides of the field, uh, many have observed as being the, uh, the strongest, most vociferous <laughs> uh, group of fans uh, in, in any sporting event, perhaps. So the thing was incredible. Uh, fortunately, uh, having played uh, an Army-Navy game the year before as Southmores, at least you had uh, a, a, a certain comfort level, if you will. But given all of the special circumstances for this one, uh, this, this was unbelievable. And uh, so, again, uh, the game uh, took place. We, we got off to a, a fast start uh, in, in scoring first. Uh, Navy then was coming back uh, in the game, very close. The crowd was going nuts, and they had uh, a lot of the fans, both sides were coming down out of the stands and trying to get on the sideline or in the end zone. The place was crazy, absolutely. And again, this is not just one guy who played. Uh, everyone I've spoken to over the years said they've never seen such a frenzy <laughs> going on. And so anyway, uh, it came down uh, right to the last. Uh, we were moving the ball down the field. We uh, recovered an onside uh, kickoff uh, in order to uh, keep possession of the uh, ball. And uh, the clock was, was clicking. Uh, people were coming out on the field. We didn't have a silent count. So our, our linemen needed to hear the count at the line. Couldn't hear it. Uh, the uh, referees called two. Uh, official timeouts just to quiet things down, quiet things down, settle things down. We were down on the one-yard line uh, and then with seconds to go uh, and couldn't get a last playoff. We, of course, were confident we would get the score to tie it and then win it. Uh, Navy, of course, is convinced to this day that they would have been able to stop it, but we'll never know what, what might have happened. So uh, it was quite a game, and people uh, enjoy talking about it even today. Yeah, incredible, incredible, right? And um, so, um, you know, just, just the fact – you didn't mention that you were the person that recovered the onside kick, right, or were you not? I, 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 I was. So, uh, so we were playing both ways, and, uh, uh, but, uh, again, our, our kicker, uh, Dick Haight uh, – had a great onside kick, if you will, that just went a little bit past 10 yards. Uh, and a couple of my teammates uh, had some real key blocks uh, for Navy people trying to recover the ball. So, uh, yes, we're, we were able to uh, recover that and uh, keep possession and, and, and uh, march down the field. Yeah, just just a couple of just a couple of quick things before we get to the, the your senior year Army Navy game. Um, so the instant replay in junior year, right? Um, talk to us a little bit about that. The first time instant replay was used in college football, the circumstance and, and, and what that was like. This is actually a fun story, Sal. It's a fun story. First of all, none of us players had any clue about any new technology that might be attempted. Okay. Now, CBS, CBS uh, uh, was the uh, uh, network telecasting the game. 
and 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 that's true today. The CBS, they had a producer, Tony Verna, V E R N A, and for folks who like to Google, Google Tony Verna, V E R N A. He was the producer who had been working. He said, you know, there must be a way uh, with technology to be able to show people plays immediately after they occurred. So they had been working on this, Sal, for, for years. And certainly through this, and they said, gee, we have Roger Staubach, uh, maybe the best college quarterback of all time, Heisman Trophy. What a great opportunity to use. Uh, and they didn't call it instant re replay. They had another name for it. But they came down, Sal, uh, we learned later, with a truck, a truck that was filled with like tons of equipment <laughs> and they weren't sure they weren't sure that they could get it to work so anyway now we're into the game and i i mentioned earlier that we were lucky to score and, and i i uh, was was uh was fortunate to be the one who scored the first touchdown and apparently up in the booth they said hey we think we got this we we think we can play it right now uh but we, it might not work later. So they decided rather than wait for Roger to do something like score or throw a touchdown pass, that's why they decided to go with this particular play. And uh, today we have uh, uh, commentators like Jim Nance and Joe Buck and others. And in those days, the CBS uh, announcer, uh, they, they, played the, they played that score back uh, you know, within seconds. Uh, and around the country, nobody had ever seen that. And the CBS wow. switchboard was being in inundated with phone calls saying, did Army just score right again on the same play? <laughs> so the announcer had to say, folks, uh, we, we have a new technology here. We just tried it. It worked. No, uh, Army did not score another touchdown and, uh, and so forth. So it, it was kind of a fun way that the whole thing happened. No doubt. That's that, that that's a that's an incredible story. It really is. And you know, you talk about um the end of that game, right? You talk about the end of your junior year and then you're on the one line yard line wait you looking to score the winning touchdown. And you know, the fans are all over the place and there's just it seems like there's like controlled maybe controlled chaos, so to speak. But then um how much after that game um is there motivation after that? Because that's a that's a very difficult way to lose a rival. I mean, it's a rivalry game, right? This is, and it's one of the biggest games. It's probably the biggest game of maybe college football in that season, right? Um, what was that like to afterwards? Um, did you find Roger? Like, is that when you first had you interacted with Roger before then? Did, did the quarterbacks find each other after that game and say good game, or what? What was that like? And how did it motivate you for the following year? A couple things. First of all, you can imagine how devastated we were, and and frankly, I was, uh, being uh, the quarterback and and so forth. Devastated. Roger did. Uh, we had not had any direct contact uh, up until that point, and to his credit, and the credit of his the captain of the team, uh, uh, Tom Lynch, was outstanding and became superintendent of the Naval Academy later, by the way, in his career as an admiral. They, the two of them came out, found me in the pile of people uh, swarming over the field to, to say, hey, uh, too bad. We're, we're happy to win.
but too bad uh, you guys did great and uh, you know best of luck. Now, with Roger Staubach, uh, after that game, this is now still junior year. We're in the after the holidays, uh, Christmas and and uh, and so forth. Uh, the second semester, the academies have a, uh, a a program where the midshipmen come up to West Point for three or four days and become kind of roommates with cadets and go to class and do everything uh, with the cadets. And that process is then repeated uh, a, a month or two later by cadets going down to the Naval Academy. So anyway, after the game we just discussed, Roger uh, came up uh, and was my roommate uh, for uh, those several days. And then the same thing, we reversed it and then later down at the Naval Academy. And who, who knows, all of us have our very best friends. And you try to think, why is a friendship particularly strong or, you know, just, just not so strong? Well, in this case, we it just clicked, Sal. He's a great guy, very modest, great sense of humor. And uh, we just uh, struck up what has turned out to be a lifelong friendship. So the friendship was strong uh, the second half of that junior year. And now, of course, we're in touch during the summer uh, before the senior year. Uh, we, we both, uh, there were a lot of injuries on both teams in the senior year. Uh, but, of course, we're now going to the, the Army-Navy, the last Army-Navy game for us senior year. And uh, this time around, we're able to squeeze one out uh, over them. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and it was great. We come back to the, the disaster and disappointment of the loss junior year. Well, I'll tell you what, when you win going out with a smile on your face, uh, then you focus on the win, in this case, Army over Navy. Those are the discussions for the rest of the, your life. <laughs> right, right. 11-8, you guys won that game, right? Is yeah. there any moments that you still recall to this day that stick out from that game? Or Sure. Uh, I, 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 we have to give tremendous credit, uh, Sal, to uh, my teammates uh, on the defensive side of the ball in that game. Uh, Roger himself, this is a quote, and it's been a quote uh, he's uh, used several times. Even as uh, the all-star of the Dallas Cowboys and Super Bowl champions later on, he has never had so much defensive pressure on a football field than in that senior year game from our Army defensive guys, so those of us on the defense. So I really give so much credit there. And uh, we, on the offense, were able to uh, uh, to, to score. And, and uh, uh, so, so again, everything came together. Very tight game again. And it was nice to be able to go out for a win that you can talk about for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And, like, even on Saturday, right, this Saturday, Rolly, you have a bunch of – you have an Army senior class, right? That's what they're looking to do, the same thing. You know, go out with a win over Navy. They have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth after last year, the way that game unfolded. And now you have a senior class. I don't know if you've ever met Marquel Broughton. Um, um, he's he's one of the first regimental commanders, a two-year captain of Army, but he's a guy that uh, – 
when you're when you're when, when I hear your story, he's a guy who I I think of man that is a leader um, above and beyond like the football team. And uh, man, I uh, be, be hope they get it. Hope they get that same uh, feeling after a Saturday at the end of Saturday's game because, like you said, nothing is nothing is better when you're a competitive person, a competitive athlete, than having that last game, right, so to speak, of your college career going out a winner. So. Absolutely. It, it, there is uh, there is a very uh, strong comparison here, isn't it, uh, to our experiences way back then and now. Uh, Army has a chance to uh, even up, get a sixth win. But after a loss to Navy last year, for those seniors, those seniors uh, to have a win, to go out on their Army football career with a win. And uh, needless to say, uh, Roger will be rooting, uh, as we always do on this one day of the year, uh, for his Navy team. But no one's going to be rooting more strongly uh, than than this individual, uh, because I know how important this will be or can be uh, to the seniors. Uh, so uh, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, you've always talked. I remember talking to you. You've always talked about how during your, your your friendship with Roger and yourself that, you know, he's always said he pulls for Army in all the games but one. And I don't know how you feel about Navy. Is it the same thing for you? Are, are you watching what Navy does? Are you kind of hoping they do well and, and except for this Saturday or now? We, uh, uh, Roger and I, like, like uh, close friends, he, of course, his primary residence still Dallas. Uh, we're in regular contact as I am with my closest West Point friends. We spoke, Roger and I, probably three days ago now. So just a few days ago, we spoke spoke about the Army-Navy game. But he uh, has watches Army when he can during the season, the regular season. Uh, I uh, sent a note uh, down to him on a Navy victory. Uh, I, I, I think it was maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. We, we genuinely, genuinely root for each other, other than that one day a year. And the reason we root for each other is we know that uh, uh, at the academy, these football players, you know, the academic pressures uh, are among the highest anywhere in the country at any college or, or university institution. So we, we know how tough it is for cadets and midshipmen to be able to keep their grades up and handle everything else, all the pressures of being uh, at an academy, and then still be able to put every effort into preparation for football games uh, that attract so much attention from its alumni and others. So there's a lot of pressure on these these young men, and uh, we're aware of that, and that's why we're we're, we're rooting for each other <laughs> uh, through yeah. the regular season other than other than on one day it's it's what this army navy game i was we were on last night talking about previewing the game and the, the topic of what the best college rivalry a uh, college football rivalry is right and you sometimes you hear michigan and ohio state but from what your story and your friendship that you built with roger just that story i mean this is the best Right, Rolly, there's not a better, better rivalry in college football than Army Navy. To the respect factor that you guys have for each other, right? Still to this day, you have that respect factor. To me, it doesn't get any better than that. 
I, I, I again, uh, I could be called biased, uh, perhaps, but uh, I have many wonderful civilian friends who've uh, played at some of the major programs uh, at uh, some of the schools, like the ones you just mentioned, and uh, no doubt about it, they uh, they love the particular rivalries that they've enjoyed. But uh, even they, when they've been a guest of me, <laughs> uh, like last year, uh, last year at MetLife Stadium, uh, 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 Roger and I uh, enjoyed getting together uh, there and working together before the game. But again, I had uh, civilian friends who had played for other major programs as my guests at last year's Army-Navy game. And even they, they probably wouldn't say this publicly, <laughs> but even they... I would say, you know, you can't beat this. You can't beat all of the pregame activity. Uh, you can't beat the whole day, including the game itself. Uh, it's hard to beat it. Uh, I don't think you can beat it. Yeah, it really is a day, right? I mean, I'm, I plan on getting there like before, right between 9 and 10 a.m. And the game will probably, the final play will probably be somewhere between 6 and 6.30. But just the tailgates, just the people getting together, just the march on, th just the tradition, the pageantry, all four thousand uh, or 4,400 Corps cadets in the stands, yeah. all the midshipmen in the stands. It is it is something else. And you, know, you do get the distinguished guests there too. So, I mean, man, what incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, I really appreciate your time really today. I mean, you talked about you and Roger still working together, right? Off the, off the field too, doing some good things too. So, I mean, it's a, like you said, this is a, the army Navy game will start at the tie, start the bond together with you guys that continues today. It, it, just inc incredible stuff. Well, uh, thanks, Al. And uh, just as we finish up, uh, so true. Uh, I think the competition athletically is great for uh, uh, cadets and midshipmen. Uh, but then uh, what's great is after graduation, you're part of the same team. You're part of the overall uh, U.S. military and you have these bonds of friendship, loyalty, trust that have built up through the uh, athletic activities. And uh, uh, it's not over. It's not over at the end of your uh, graduation from your respective academy. Uh, it's something that's the beginning of something very special that's important for this whole country. So well put. So well put. Again, Roly, thank, thanks so much for your time, guys. Please, if you're watching us, check out BlackNightNation.com. Our website will have coverage of the game. Please check out our YouTube channel. This will be loaded up. If you're if you have a, if you're watching on the replay of this, please post your comments and, and uh, I'll I'll send them along to Roly. Uh, I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people watching this. I know our our, our co-host Seth Mendelson wanted to be on this podcast today. He couldn't be on. He he has a lot of fond memories of. Of, of you, Roly. So we really appreciate your time. And uh, what else can be said, but what, go Army beat Navy, right? Sounds good, Sal. I really enjoyed being with you. You do a great job. So uh, great to be with you. I uh, really, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. I'm, um, Check out the uh, our website, and that was an interview with Rolly Stitch. We really got us.